What's good? What's good? What's good, everybody? It's your boy B-L-A-K-A sitting here in Lynchburg City. Weather don't know if it wants to rain, wants to be hot, what it wants to be out there. But nevertheless, uh, I did work third shift last night and I haven't had a winky sleep. But that's okay because I'm still going to give y'all my top 10 wide receivers. And I'm also going to give you guys my top 10 running backs. But before I get into all of that, check this out right here. So a woman asked to wear a mask, pulls off her panties and wear them on her head. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where we at right now, y'all. Hey, sometimes you just got to do whatever it takes. I hope this was laundry day and they and they uh, were a fresh pair, as somebody stated, man. <laughs> So Jesus Christ, man. But like it's been people people have been like uh you know, they've been fighting people and shit for, if they go into stores and, and, and like Walmart changed their whole policy up. You know what I'm saying? At first it was like okay, when that Monday came where, you know, everybody was supposed to wear their masks in stores and shit like that. Well Walmart was gonna be one of those businesses that where you uh was gonna mandate you to have a mask on, but I guess they thought about it and said, well, listen, uh, quite a few of our employees and got beat up in some more shit because, you know, people don't want to wear a mask. And then employees ask them, I'm assuming politely and, you know, some people can still be irate and still want to do whatever it is that they wanted to. So I don't know. But, yeah, nevertheless, though, man, she just decided to like, take them off and put them motherfuckers on her head, I guess, parade around the store and or something. I don't know. But it's been crazy, though, with uh, a lot of these stories about people who are refusing to wear the proper, what I like to call PPE, personal protection equipment. Because <laughs> that's exactly what it is, you know what I mean? But I don't know, man. Some people just don't learn the easy way. A lot of people prefer to take out the hard way. But uh, hey, it is what it is. But they also... Uh, to other news, man, they got a story about uh, the truth about Kanye West's relationship with his mom. And uh, Kanye West sparked controversy and concern in July 2020, starting with his bid for the president of the United States. And then he held a uh, campaign rally in South Carolina where he revealed personal details, including an antidote, uh, an <coughs> anecdote, <coughs> excuse me, about how his, how he and his wife, Kim, Kardashian considered abortion in 2013 when they found out they were expecting Northwest, according to the insider. In the days afterward, the rapper engaged in a series of Twitter rants claiming he wanted to divorce Kim and comparing his life to the 2017 movie Get Out. The message triggered Kim to comment on his bipolar disorder, which she said was incredibly uh, complicated and painful. 
You know what I mean? But another figure in Kanye's life, uh, Kanye's life suggests that the star's struggle could be related to something else entirely, which I've been telling people for the longest time, uh, that I, I truly believe that the death of his mom is what really triggered a lot of stuff when it comes to this guy. You know what I mean? I think the death of his mom, which can, which can, uh, you know, can be devastating to anybody, man, especially if we have a really good relationship with him, man. So, uh, his mom's name was Donda West, and Donda may have died of a heart attack over a decade ago in 2007. But the wounds, but uh, the wounds, former boyfriend Ulysses Blakely said, are still fresh for the rapper. Uh, he has not recovered from the loss of his mom. Blakely uh, theorized to page six, they had such a close bond. And I, I, I think, me personally, that's what I was thinking. You know what I'm saying? They had a lot to do with. You know what I mean? Like, uh, especially when some people are. Especially when some people are, uh, especially when, excuse me, especially when some people are, uh, you know what I'm saying, just out there sometimes, man. And me personally, like, like I grew up, me and my mom had a real close relationship when I was like a kid and shit, you know what I'm saying? But as I got older, where, you know, that's just another story for another day. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> aside from that, man. Yeah, it's it's uh it's just crazy out there with a lot of these people, man. And and sometimes we throw mental health or bipolar disorder, but uh, <clears throat> you know, sometimes it just could be you know anything. A loss. I I have a friend, you know, what I'm saying where he had lost uh his grandmother and his grandfather basically around the same period in his life same time within weeks apart to be exact and it, it it took him through something you know what i'm saying it took him through something like crazy and uh you know but i seen him like uh on the fourth of july to be exact and it seemed like in his right mind a little bit now and he seemed a lot healthier than i have seen him in the past and it seemed like he has gotten i don't want to say completely over it but it seems like he's gotten over it to the point to where he can get his life back on track so you know I'm always rooting for people like that, man, because it's it's uh uh it's just crazy. But aside from that, so I got my top ten uh wide receivers and running back today. And now I'm gonna give y'all the top ten wide receivers in this order. This is my top ten. This is not a top ten that I got off of ESPN or anything like that. This is all of my research and all of my notes. And I said, okay, this is going to be my top 10 right here. Okay. And then the top, the, the number one wide receiver in the NFL is Michael Thomas, hands down from the Saints. This guy had 149 catches on 185 targets with over 17, I'm sorry, with over 1,725 yards and nine touchdowns. And Michael Thomas is a beast. And it's crazy to accumulate these type of numbers when everybody on the defense know that you are basically Drew Brees' only weapon when he's throwing the ball. So to have, you know, to know that and still put up the massive numbers that this guy puts up, man, uh, it's just crazy. And then the second one is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I know he's going to the Cardinals. And he's, you know what I'm saying, for those who heard me talk about Kyler Murray yesterday, well, the, one of the biggest reasons why I was talking about Kyler Murray yesterday, because I uh, knew I was going to be talking about DeAndre Hopkins today. 
that is going to be the new Deshaun Watson uh, duo there with uh, D-Hop, man. And I can't wait to see that, man. D-Hop had 104 catches last year on 150 targets with over 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. You know what I mean? And I expect the touchdowns to be – uh, you know, close to double digit, if not double digit, because he still got Larry Fitzgerald over there. <clears throat> you know, and 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 Larry still does this thing, man. Even at the tender age of 35, 36 years old, Larry Fitzgerald still does this thing, man. And I think it's going to really benefit him. But uh <clears throat> yeah, I think it's really gonna benefit him like crazy though, man. And number three is gonna be Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Julio. Julio, the thing is that, man, you know, I don't know if Matt Ryan knows how to actually get the ball to Julio or how, man, but I've never seen a wide receiver have so much flash when he came out the league for like three or four years straight. And then it's almost like, you know, his career took a nosedive or something like that, yo. And uh, Julio had 99 catches last year on 157 targets, which accumulated to uh, – 1,394 yards with six touchdowns. Now, Julio should have <clears throat> way more catches, and he should definitely have way more touchdowns, man. The past couple seasons, I'm not sure with the whole Atlanta Falcons offense, to be honest with you, because, it was, I mean, you know, and don't get me wrong, they do have uh, Calvin Ridley, who is who, who's another standout wide receiver, from uh, Alabama, man, and he's been doing his thing as a number two wide receiver. You know what I mean? But uh, it was a lot of times last year. I just feel like if if I felt like if Matt Ryan, you know, had to force the ball to some degree. I mean, Julio Jones is a type of wide receiver. You just treat him like Randy Moss used to be back in the day. You throw the ball up in the air and you just let Julio go get it. He's going to jump up and catch it at his highest point. He's like the tallest wide receiver in the league. So for him to only have 99 catches. You know what I'm saying? On, on 157 targets, man, something is not right. A lot of those balls were either air balls or just out of Julio's reach because I've never known Julio to miss that many targets, man. And number four is Tyreek Hill. Now, everybody know about Tyreek Hill. Super Bowl champ dude is fast as hell. Tyreek Hill is fast as hell. I seen him chase down one of his own players on the field one time. The other guy, one of the other wide receivers was running for a touchdown, and, you know, and Tyreek was just right there, stride for stride with him, man. He is the best uh, deep threat in the game, if you ask me, man, uh, outside of uh, D-Hop and Michael Thomas, man, when it comes to throwing that ball down the field, catching the ball deep. You know what I mean? And Tyreek had uh, 58 catches on 89 targets for a total of 860 yards with seven TDs. Now, those numbers may not be that whopping to you, but what really stood out to me was that whole 14.8 yards of reception. That's crazy right there, man. That's that's big time right there. You know what I mean? And I think Tyreek is only going to continue to get uh, better. I don't I don't think he's the best route, route runner. You know what I'm saying? I think he could definitely work on that. But uh, the Kansas City uh, Chiefs has a nucleus that's going to be together for some time. And Tyreek is one of them young cats, man. So they already got him locked up, you know what I'm saying, contract-wise. So, yeah, man, Tyreek Hill is the number four top wide receiver, man. Number five is old boy Mike Evans, man, down there in Tampa Bay. Now, I'm going to tell you all right now, if you don't know Mike Evans, in all likelihood, you'll, know, you'll hear his name ringing this year. Uh, he's, he's got a, a six-time quarterback, six-time winning uh, Super Bowl quarterback, you know what I'm saying, 
got sick calling the signals now, man. So it's going to be real interesting to see Mike Evans uh, and uh, Chris Godwin, you know what I'm saying, flourish up under the uh, Tom Brady and the and, uh, Bruce Arian regime, man. So it's definitely going to be nice. A lot of people is expecting the Bucks to come out of the South for some reason in the NFC. Uh, if anybody got anything they want to say about that, all you got to do is press the button and let me hear something. And uh, me personally, I still got the uh, New Orleans Saints coming out, man, in in, in, in the uh, NFC South, man. I don't see Brady just running down there and thinking he's going to take over that like he did the AFC East for the past 20 years. Uh, buddy, you already got a dude that's been basically holding the, holding the South down, you know what I mean, as far as the football conference, the NFC South anyway, and that's been Drew Brees. Brees, he been holding it down in that division for God knows how long. Now, no Brees don't have the rings like, like Brady has or the, you know, the accolades when it comes to the division titles and all that shit like Brady, but still, man, give me, you know, give me Drew Brees still, man, any day. But, yeah, Mike Evans, man, he has 67 catches on 118 targets for 1,157 yards, eight TDs, and he had a whopping 17.3 yards per catch as well. So these type of dudes, man, when you're seeing them like D-Hop and all these guys with these extraordinary uh, reception yards, you know what I'm saying, per yards and shit, per catch, rather, hey, that's that's when you're getting the ball down the field. And uh, number six. And this right here, it, it, my last six through ten is pretty much going to blow a lot of people's mind. This is probably why I get a lot of calls in or at least some comments. Right? You know what I'm saying? Number six is Cortland Sutton. Now, I don't know if y'all ever heard of Cortland Sutton. He plays for the Denver Broncos. I watched him his whole collegiate career. And uh, I knew this guy was going to be a superstar when he came to the league, man. Cortland Sutton is that dude, um, but he plays for Denver out there on the West, so you really don't see him like that if you're East Coast, if you're watching football on the East Coast, man. But uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, he snagged 72 catches last year on 124 targets, and uh, that accumulated to 1,112 yards with six touchdowns. You know what I mean? And I, you know, and 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 I think his numbers probably would have been a you know a lot better had they had you know a quarterback that had some type of veteran leadership back there. But it was dealing with a rookie last year, and he's going to be a second man, second year man this year. Um, as of now, I haven't heard anything about John Elway changing the quarterback position. He had that chance. That carousel is coming gone. So you know, he's 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 uh, stuck with the guy Locker, and you know, hopefully Cortland Sutton. Can continue to flourish uh i think one of the reasons why he will continue to flourish is because the broncos actually picked up uh what's the guy the uh the running back that was in uh with the uh chargers melvin gordon so you have a yeah you got melvin gordon and you also have philip Lindsay, and you also have royce freeman in the backfield so the denver broncos have a three-headed monster back there uh, I don't expect Sutton to get a whole bunch of balls thrown his way, especially when you have Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay in your backfield. So uh, good luck with that one right there, Sutton. But yes, even even with the you know the little amount of that he displayed last year and the year before that, man, especially last year when I was telling you guys with the seventy-two catches on one hundred and twenty-four targets, six TDs. You know what I mean, like I expect those numbers to go up: the targets, the receptions, and the touchdowns. And number seven is A.J. Brown from the Titans, man. He's another wide receiver that didn't get a lot of hoopla last year. But if you, like, play fantasy football, you have to, like, give your undivided attention to 
the the names that aren't household names. You know what I mean? And and uh, AJ Brown is one of those guys, man, from the Titans. And he had 52 catches last year on 84 targets, which accumulated to a little bit over a thousand yards and uh, eight touchdowns. And uh, he's he's a beast, you know what I mean? And uh, I got a chance to see him, you know, play football because uh, Tennessee was uh, one of the premier teams last year in the playoffs and shit, man, especially with the, the running back, that big bull bowling ball they got back there. And, uh, yeah, and then the uh, number number eight is Keenan Allen. Once again, another guy on the West Coast who has been balling for the Chargers. I mean, you got to see how Phillip River throws the ball. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it's not a fucking interception every time he pulls the trigger. But uh, nevertheless, man, Keenan Allen has been one of the most productive wide receivers. And if it wasn't for some of the names that I've already called out, he would have been higher on my list. Trust me. But uh, nevertheless, though, man, Keenan Allen, uh, he had uh, 104 catches on 149 targets, man. So this guy rarely dropped the ball. You know what I mean? And he, uh, that accumulated to almost 1,200 yards on six touchdowns. Now, I solely thought Keenan Allen scored more than six touchdowns last year. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, it's not like uh, when, when, when uh, the tight end Henry – had got back for the Chargers last year. He didn't. He didn't eat up a lot of uh, Keenan Allen's catches or uh, targets, rather, like I thought he was. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, Keenan. Sometimes Keenan Allen, he can put me in the mind of, of Michael Thompson because once the ball goes in the air, a lot of times he's the only option. You know what I mean? And it's gonna be real interesting in 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 the in Los Angeles for the Chargers now because. You know, I guess they're going to go with the rookie pick that they got out of the draft this past uh, draft, uh, April or whatever. So, you know, that's going to be very interesting to see, man. Keenan Allen numbers may take a dip, you know what I'm saying, just off of the fact that they have a rookie quarterback back there. Now, Eckler, the running back, could help sustain some of that, but. You know what I mean? Now he's going to be the number one back four times, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes as well. And number nine is Kenny Galladay from the Lions. I get it. Once again, folks, another name that's not household, but he is a baller. You know what I mean? He's for the Lions, man. He had 65 catches on 116 targets last year with a little bit over uh, 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. Now, let me mind you that his number one quarterback, Matthew Stafford, was hurt for majority of the year, and he still put up these magnificent numbers, man. And they also had Marvin Jones, his number two wide receiver on the other side, who did exceptionally well, as, as, uh, too. And uh, the thing with the Detroit Lions, man, is that they just never have defense. You know what I'm saying? They 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 the type of team that they keep at least one superstar. Everybody know Barry Sanders from back in the day. And then you know, some years after Barry, uh, you know, retired and shit. A lot of years after Barry retired, came old boy Megatron. You know what I mean? And then they had him for a minute. And then the next thing you know, yeah. But uh, does that that that's number uh nine right there? And caller, are you there? there and caller are you there yep what's going on caller could you state your name caller could you state your name and where you're from yeah it's yeah it's ashfaq hussein and i'm from india okay and would you like to chime in on this conversation i'm sorry is there anything you would like to say sir 
Uh, actually, I am new user here. I'm sorry, sir. And I've, I'm new user of this application, and I have no idea about what, how to use it. I'm just using it. <laughs> so you're just trying to learn yeah, how to use the application. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not a problem, man. You have yourself a great day. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. So as I was saying, man, my, my number 10 that rounds it out is Adam Thielen from the Minnesota Vikings. Now, this guy right here is the last of the great white hope when it comes to, like, wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that's been paying attention, the wide receiver and the running back position has been uh, predominantly black over the past 20-some odd years. So to see uh, a guy like Adam Thielen, who is more than just a uh, gadget, you know what I mean? This guy is a for real NFL wide receiver, and he is a Hall of Fame bound wide receiver. As long as he can continue to put up the numbers that he puts up, now he should be able to put up even more numbers because Stephon Diggs, who was the number two wide receiver, or sometimes one one eight, y'all, uh, you make the call, is now in, he's now in Buffalo. So that's a you know what I'm saying. So that's a good thing for Buffalo, but at the same time, I think that uh, Adam Thielen is just going to have an immaculate season. Now, just off of this last year, he had 30 catches or 40 on a little bit over 40 targets. Now, we almost understand that he was hurt for majority of the year last year. You know what I'm saying? So that's why the numbers aren't as high as they were the year before, but he did finish the season with over 418 yards and six touchdowns. So that's my top 10 right there for the wide receivers for 2020, man. Now, does anybody want to win a free T-shirt? Anybody want to win a free Six Sense T-shirt? If you can tell me who was the number 10 quarterback on my top 10 quarterback list yesterday, if you get the answer right, all you have to do is just hit me up on Messenger and let me know where you want me to send the T-shirt. A brand new free Six Sense T-shirt. Any color of your choice and size. So, the number t- um my top 10 running backs was was a very easy easy list to make man you know what i mean and, and and that's because you know you got a bunch of them but then at the same time there's only a handful of them that's actually worth anything and uh in this order right here once again didn't get it from ESPN or anything just an order that I came up with in my head and here it is right here C Mac Christian McCaffrey the great white hope the Carolina Panthers uh, running back, man. I swear, I told Cats when this guy was in Stanford, his rook, his, his freshman year at Stanford, I said, man, this white boy right here is going to be a running back in the NFL. He's not – I said, he's going to be an all-damn back. And I had people telling me, no, man, he's not going to last in the NFL, bro. He's too small. I said, bro, look at him. I said, look at how he run between the tackles. Look at him when he catch the ball out the backfield. He's everything you would want in a running back. The only downfall is that he is a little too short for the position. Well, or a little too small, I would say, statue-wise. He's a little too small. But, boy, he gives you everything he has, every down. He doesn't take a playoff. He doesn't take a playoff, and he's durable as fuck. You know, a running back. You know, sometimes some of the first guys to go down, you know what I'm saying, because of how much they touch the ball. And even there are times when they have to uh, pick up a blitz and shit like that. So they're normally some of the first people that, that, that gets injured on the field. And this guy hasn't missed a game due to injury 
uh, since he's been in the league. So, you know what I'm saying? I got to give him his props on that. And then my number two back, I know my boy Antoine Barker going to like this one right here. Saquon Barkley from the Giants, my G. I'm going to tell you all now, I watched this whole college career at Penn State. Dude, is he he's everything and then some. He was everything that was advertised, I'm telling you. And, and uh, I think he's going to be a Hall of Fame back. The thing is, I think he's going to give a lot of his best years to a bad Giants team. You know what I mean? And that's just what I think. But, you know, outside of that, Saquon is the dude, man. And when the Giants get some 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 uh, hell of a wide receivers to take some of that load off them, you know what I mean? Because they the past couple seasons, man, this guy has been a dual threat. And I just don't want to see them, you know, the running back life, Chef life is no anywhere between three to five years. So I don't want to see them running man in the ground this first couple of years. Oh, and don't forget, people, I do like stars. So if you want to send some, I'll be more than welcome to accept them. Now, the third back is my boy from Dallas. I got to get to him, Zeke. Watch Zeke's whole career at Ohio State. You know what I mean? Zeke is a bowling ball. Zeke is a beast, man. Uh, Zeke does play behind one of the most prolific offensive lines in football. You know what I mean? Which is a big plus as well. You know what I mean? So, uh, the thing with Zeke, man, is that the Cowboys have that pass-first offense. You know what I'm saying? And when you have a pass-first offense, you don't need a running back in the backfield to make that kind of money that Zeke makes. But if you have that kind of uh, running back in the backfield that Zeke's make, man, then, you know what I'm saying, you should be in good hands. And that's real. And number four is my man, Dalvin Cook, another kid I watched, whole collegiate career, Florida State. I kept telling people this dude is going to be the shit as long as he plays in a dome. That was my whole concern with Dalvin Cook. I said, as long as he play in a dome, he's going to be the shit, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, yeah, he's. As long as he's healthy, if, if if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy a whole 16-game season, then I would I would consider him or pick him to be the rushing champion. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go out there on a limb right now, y'all. Dalvin Cook is going to be my rushing champion for the, tw- for the 2020, for the 2020, uh, 21 season, y'all. And aside from that, number five, I got Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a bowling ball. He is a bowling ball. Y'all saw what he did in the playoffs last year, how he just manhandled New England and how he was manhandled in Kansas City until, you know, they, you know, ran up until Patrick Mahomes started to do his thing. But, yo, the Titans, man, yo, it's crazy when you have a team where everybody knows what you're going to do. When your running back is your best asset on your team and he still does what he do, <sighs> come on, man. You, hey, Hall of Fame bound right there, Derrick Henry. And, and the thing about it, he's not, the, he's not a flashy running back. He doesn't stay in the limelight or anything like that. So you damn near have to be a Tennessee Titan fan or an Alabama fan to know who the guy is. You know what I'm saying? But Derrick Henry is that dude, and he is like that, yo. And – uh. He was close. He was close to getting his boys to the to the Super Bowl last year, man. But they needed something more than Henry. And I knew once they put the ball in Tannehill's hand, and Tannehill had a, a real good year last year. But I knew when they put the ball in his hand at the end of the game, it wasn't going to end well for him, man. Anytime you got to put a running team in a pass position, it's not going. It's not going to end up well for him, yo. 
what's going on with y'all there, Terry Dixon. And uh, so now I got uh, Nick Chubb, Nick Grubb Chubb. I watched his whole career, too, at the University of Georgia. Dude is a bowling ball, man. And, and, and uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see him and, uh, man, what was the other running back that they had picked up? Uh, Akeem Hicks, you know what I'm saying? Akeem Hunt, I'm sorry. Akeem Hunt. So it's going to be very interesting to see a whole season from him. Yeah, that's a two-headed monster, man, with with uh that guy right there, with Akeem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the backfield, bro. Y'all, and y'all think y'all think ODB mad now because he barely get the ball? Shit. <laughs> he really going to be hot, yo. But this cat right here, this cat that I'm about to uh, speak up now next, number seven, is my dude, man. And uh, I didn't really follow his whole college career. He did get into some trouble where he, I mean, the video was there where he basically uh, just knocked the hell out this one, uh, this uh, uh, one female. And then he just walked out of the goddamn bar or whatever like that, you know. And, and uh, he didn't get any uh, suspension or anything like that because he was still in college at the time that this took place. You know what I mean? So they still drafted him to the NFL. To make a long story short, my boy Joe Mixon. Yo, Joe is nice in the backfield, man. And I think with old Joe Barrow that's coming from LSU, and you still got A.J. Green, you know what I'm saying, as long as he can stay healthy. Uh, with the other two wide receivers and the uh, tight end Tyler Eifert, man, I think the Cincinnati Bengals have a potent offense. The thing is, is that they going to have no defense to back it up. You know what I mean? And I also think that they're going to be down double digits a lot, which means that's going to take Joe Mixon out of a lot of games. You know what I mean? But he is a game breaker, man. I, I watched that dude last year. You know what I'm saying? He's a game breaker. Uh, he he has he has gotten better each week, you know what I'm saying? Because the Cincinnati Bengals, now they can trust him to be a three-down back. You know what I mean? he just, To me, he's about the same size as Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he might be a little bit smaller. Honestly, man, but uh, I think Joe Mixon going to do his thing this year. It's real talk. And uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs from the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, that's another guy from the West Coast a lot of people probably didn't pay attention to in college. But, dude, since he touched the NFL, yo, he, he has been the best player on the Raiders team. You know what I mean? And which is not saying a whole bunch because, you know, the Raiders got a lot of misfit players and, names that ain't household names man but keep josh jacobs in mind because that cat man he he he's gonna be doing some things in uh las vegas you know what i mean and uh he's a, he's another one of them running backs that's gonna be up for a real big contract soon man so it's gonna be very interesting to see how the raiders uh take care of this guy number nine is austin eckler austin eckler is the only running back on this uh this list that i have that was an actual number two last year this guy was an actual number two, but I mean, it, it's just something about every time he touched the ball, he always made the made the best out of that situation. You know what I mean? If he had a game where he had 10 touches, you know what I'm saying? He was going to get at least 50 yards off them 10 touches, which averages out to what, five yards a carry. You know what I'm saying? And and when uh, Melvin Gordon was injured, he filled, he filled in exceptionally well, you know what I'm saying? So I look for Austin Eckler now that he's the head man in 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 uh, uh, Los Angeles. I look for him to do some things, and they're gonna need him to do some things because they're gonna be starting the season with a rookie running back. So they're gonna need him to. Uh, they're gonna need Eckler to be able to pick up that blitz because y'all know 
just one thing on a defense uh, normally sends at a rookie running a rookie quarterback man is the blitz. So he's gonna uh, have to know how to pick that up. And last but not least, I know my boy next door gonna like this one. Hey Eric, this one's for you, bro. Marlon Mack, yeah. Marlon Mack, man, is a damn good running back in the NFL, bro. And uh, he's really going to have to showcase his skills this year because they got Phillip Rivers now as the quarterback. You know what I mean? And I just don't have that much faith in Phillip, man. You know what I mean? But uh, if I left – hey, if you guys feel like I left off a wide receiver from your team or a running back from your team or, you know, anything like that, feel free to push the, push the button and say something. You know what I mean? But – uh. Oh, and I okay, Terry Dixon said Darius Geis is on the comeback and Bryce Lowe. You know what? I'm gonna tell you now, Terry. I've been telling people about uh Geis, man. It, the thing is that he just can't stay healthy. You know what I mean? If he can keep those knees healthy, you know, and uh I'm not sure if the if uh Washington still has Chris Thompson or not, but you know, Geis right now is not gonna be able to be a three down back until you know he can work himself back into shape and all of that kind of stuff, man. But yeah, Darius Geis. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, uh, gave up on him just yet, man. I think he's going to do some things, yo. That's real talk. And, uh, yeah, man. So that's like, you know, so tomorrow I'm going to be having my top 10, uh, tight ends. You know what I mean? You guys are more than welcome to tune back in on that one right there. And, uh, hey, just feel free sometimes, man, to call in if you guys want to, to debate me on any type of thing. That's my type ten. My top tens don't necessarily mean it's right, but it's my top tens. You know what I mean? And I don't know if any of you guys out there play the fantasy sports, but I'm a real big DraftKings and FanDuel player. And uh, for anybody else that plays it out there and want to play me, my handle on both of them, DraftKings and FanDuel, is Blacker77. That's B-L-A-K-K-A, the number seven, the number seven. And that's what I do a lot of the times, man. And I'm also going to be bringing, uh, you know, updates on that and and uh, expert picks and things of that nature, man. That's just what I do. I also do it for baseball as well. And speaking of baseball, man, I'm not sure if a lot of y'all are keeping up with it, but the NFL has to be keeping a close eye on baseball because the break, I mean, every day there are like multiple games that has been postponed. You know what I mean? And as I said the other day, uh, baseball's uh, – not general manager, but uh, commissioner Rob Manfred has already said on record that he is not going to shut the season down. And as I said on record, he don't have to because more and more players are testing positive and more and more players are starting to opt out. You know what I mean? As I was saying the other day, uh, Giannis Cespedes, the outfielder for the New York Mets, you know, right before the game has started, he decided, you know what, I'm just going to pack my shit up and I'm going home. And he went to the hotel room and packed up all this shit and caught him a flight up out there, man. So you got players and, and, and you also have players from the NFL, like the Patriots. They lost a lot of players. The Cowboys, my Cowboys and lost a wide receiver and cornerback. You know what I mean? And, and it's just all over the NFL right now. You got players opting out of this 2020 season. And me personally, I'm I'm perfectly fine with it, yo, because it's 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 health first. You know what I mean? You gotta make sure, you know, health first, man. When I'm starting to see it, and I don't know if you guys are starting to see it, you can let me know if you are, but to me, it seems like the United States government is just basically telling everybody, look, deal with this virus, turn a blind eye to it, go about your normal day, just make sure you have on a mask. 
that's the that's the type of leadership I feel like this country or lack thereof leadership. You know what I'm saying? This country has received, man, on the whole mass situation. So it's going to be very, it's very interesting right now because I think they're going to have to pull the plug on baseball at some point in time, man. I mean, you can't keep, because the more people test positive, the more people are going, those that aren't testing positive aren't going to want to be there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, like, damn near the whole Florida Marlins team tested positive. They had like 11 or 12 players to test positive. You know what I'm saying? Don't but nine players, eight to nine players go up the bet. So they had to go and get players from like their farm system and shit like that. And even when they went and got players from their farm system, the players, a couple of players from the farm system was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to opt out. You know what I mean? And you're seeing it everywhere. You're seeing it. You're the, it it wasn't as big in basketball as I thought it was. You know what I'm saying? I think basketball, for some degree, is relatively safe right now because they are planted in a bubble, which means that you can control it to some degree. But when it comes to sports like baseball and football, man, we have that many people. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 going to be hard. And baseball is, is showing right now that they don't know how to handle the uh, COVID-19 situation because the outbreak in baseball is, is, is just bad right now, man. I see them. Yeah. I see this sport being shut down in, in, in a couple of weeks, whether the commissioner wants to or not, you know what I'm saying? God forbid agent orange gets, uh, they have to put him in it. You know what I mean? They really going to shut the shit down. And the NFL, like I say, they got to be shaking in their boots right now, man. And uh, I've even heard things, it's a possibility if they have to scrap something, they could go to an eight-game season or something like that, y'all. So let's just, you know, just keep our fingers crossed, man, that we can have a NFL season because I know I'm ready for it. Uh, basketball has been pretty good, you know what I mean? Even with the whole, you know, def- you know they have the, uh, what do they call it, the hologram-type fans in the stands or whatever the case may be, man. So, But it's it's been pretty cool, man. I, I didn't – I got to admit it, man. Basketball looks really cool like this, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not even – I'm quite sure there are. I can't wait till the fans come back. But, I mean, it seems pretty cool to me without the fans, man. You hear a lot of sneakers squeaking and you can hear a lot of the guys setting plays and shit like that. Like, you know, should nobody get set, get – you know what I'm saying, get stunned by a pick. You know what I mean? Because you should be able to hear your players. There's no fans there. So you should be able to hear everything, yo. And that's real talk on that, man. And uh, listen, guys, I really enjoy you guys as always. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget, I love the stars. If you guys want to, you know what I'm saying, go ahead on and drop a couple of stars. Feel free to do so. Don't forget, if you want a free uh, Six Sense t-shirt, all you, if, and you listened to the show yesterday. If you listened to the show yesterday, if you want to go back to the replays and listen to it, let me know who was the number 10 quarterback, who was the 10th quarterback I talked about in my top 10 list yesterday, and I'll send you a free Six Sense t-shirt. And on that note, guys, I want to thank y'all, man, for joining me today on The Sixth Sense. It's your boy, B-L-A-K-K-8. As always, continue to practice your social distancing. Continue to wash those hands. Continue to wear those masks. And most importantly, continue to love one another. And on that note, you guys be safe. And I'm out. Peace. <laughs>